Hello to all you horror freaks and geeks out there, and welcome to the very first episode of And Then the Murders Began. I'm your host, Mirren Rose Eckhart, on-call horror fanatic extraordinaire. Now, in store for all of you today are two horror stories and a very special surprise guest and their very own super spooky story. Our first story is an original story that I actually wrote. It's called Creatures of the Night. Enjoy. October 29th, 2016. I've been awake for just over 192 hours. Eight days. This obviously isn't healthy, but if I go to sleep, they'll come. I don't know if I can make it to Halloween this year. Only then will they stop. Only then will I be able to sleep. Every year they come. Since I was 13, weird things have happened around me near Halloween time, beginning 10 days before the awful holiday. I figured out soon that I wouldn't be able to sleep. At first it was only because of the nightmares, but then I realized that the nightmares were real. I hate this entire month. I can't wait for it to end. Although, it's been 13 years. I know it's cliche, but what if that has some sort of significance? What if I don't make it past this year? Eight days ago, as I walked past the playground, the equipment moved as though it was being used by the invisible children who bring tears of fear to my eyes. Their singing haunts me even now as I write this. That awful song just keeps repeating in my head over and over. I'm crying now just thinking of it. I ran as soon as it all stopped. I've learned that as soon as the noise stops, they come for you. The only thing that gives me any amount of solace is the fact that I know when they're coming closer. The ones in the beginning can't make noise when they move, meaning that when they're moving towards me, they won't speak or sing. I ran the two miles home and decided to do the only thing that ever calmed me down. I sat down at the piano and played scales until my fingers ached. There was one sitting next to me on the bench. It screamed its head off, shrieking with every note. No one but me could hear it, of course. No one even knew it was there. It just kept screaming, and it didn't stop. Gosh, I wanted it to stop. It was so horrible. I even began crying, begging for it to stop the shrieking that would haunt my dreams ten days later when I was finally able to sleep. It didn't, though. They never do what I ask even though I'm the only one who's able to ask at all. That was only the first day, though. It's gotten worse since then. Today, I accidentally fell asleep while making coffee. I was jolted awake by the cold, lifeless touch of something that was altogether indescribable. Imagine your worst fear. Everything from your nightmares come to life. Although, they aren't alive. They aren't dead, either. I've figured that they're stuck unable to get through to either side, trying to contact the only person that can see them. I don't want this. I never even asked for this. Sometimes it feels like I'm dead too. Except I'm not. If anyone ever finds this writing, I want you to know that we are not alone in this world. They're always there, not just on the days leading up to Halloween. Every day. No one is safe anymore. Yesterday, 
I saw a pitiful little girl dressed in rags and buckle shoes attempt to talk to someone else. For a moment, the woman looked as if she had seen the child, but eventually just continued on her way. If you do ever see them, you may not even realize. They may look as though they're wearing a costume, but I can assure you they aren't. They have a slight green tinge to them, and they'll move slowly no matter what form they take. Their most distinguishable feature, though, is their eyes. The eyes are white all the way through, almost as if the whites of their original eyes had expanded and engulfed their entire eye. Their eyes are the key. Just look for the eyes. I don't think I have much time left. I can hear them coming up the stairs. They've never gotten this far before. I'm scared. Someone help. The person writing this is unable to pick up their pen at the moment. My name is unimportant. I am a creature of the night. And the author of this entry was correct in thinking that we are always here. We watch. Hunt. And in October, we feast. Do not come looking for us. Do not alert the authorities. They already know of us. All of those crazy ghost hunters you see on television are real. The ghosts they see are us. The next time you see them, those hunters will be but hollow shells of who they were before. We live on the souls of the living, especially those who believe we exist. This one, the author of this message, is an unfortunate anomaly. All anomalies are killed first. Please, anyone reading this, my name is Adeline Park. They came for me. They'll come for you, too. Any time that you feel you're being watched, you are. They are always watching. They see you. They saw me. They're going to kill me. Help me. Please. We'll do worse things than kill this puny human. Trust me. You know, uh, I really don't know what came over me, but for whatever reason, I decided that recording in my closet at 3 o'clock in the morning would be a good idea. Yeah, uh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Um, I don't know. I should probably let you all know, um, I say all as though this isn't my first episode. Um, I am... A big ol' scaredy cat. Really, I'm just scared of everything. Uh, I love writing horror. I love writing fiction. I'm just, I'm an avid writer. I'm an avid reader. Um, I do enjoy horror movies. I think they're funny when you watch them with friends, but terrifying if you watch them like I do, which is alone in your house at like 2 p.m. with all the blinds drawn, because I'm not super smart. Um, our second story, however, is a true story that happened to me when I was around 13. I was visiting my grandparents' house, which is not in my home state. Um, I should mention that all the names and places have been changed to protect my privacy and the privacy of my family. Um, I'm also just going to throw in a little content warning because this can be pretty graphic and disturbing for a lot of listeners. I got a call about halfway through a two-week visit with my grandparents while I was outside in the driveway with my sister. The call came from a blocked number, and I assumed it was my godmother, as her number was also unlisted. 
As soon as I answered the phone, though, I knew it wasn't my godmother. It was a woman's voice, yes, but she sounded frantic and scared. Hello? Hello, is this Mirren? Mirren Eckhart from Wappingers Falls. Um, yes, this is. Who is this? This is Amanda. We met at the hospital in Wappingers Falls. There was no hospital in Wappingers Falls. I'm sorry, I don't know any Amandas. I think you have the wrong person. No, I don't. You're Mirren Eckhart from Wappingers Falls. I know you. I'm sorry, miss. I don't know who you are. At this point, I really should have just hung up. I should have just put the phone down and continued to play with my sister, who was giving me a strange look. I didn't, though. I kept talking. But I know who you are. He's coming to find you, Mirren. He's coming to find you. That was when I hung up and yelled for my sister to go inside. After talking to my grandparents about the call and letting my parents know via text, we decided it was probably just a prank call. It was not. The next day, another call came in from an unlisted number while I was reading in my room. I didn't answer. Seventeen more phone calls. None of them answered. Finally, when the person called again, I answered, fully prepared to scream my head off and curse them out until they didn't even know what a normal word sounded like. I picked up the phone. All right, listen here, you piece of... Mirren? There was a child on the other end. What? I shuddered. I could barely breathe. This voice couldn't be older than four. Mirren, you have to help me find a new mommy. Please? I need a new mommy, Mirren. What's your name? I don't know. No name. No name? I was growing more and more confused by the second. No name. All right. Well, um, where's your mommy? She's right here. Listen. I couldn't hear anything on the other end but heavy, shallow breaths and what sounded like a man crying. Do you have a daddy? Where is he? He says he's sorry, Mirren. Sorry for what? How do you know my name? Daddy told me your name, but Mommy couldn't get you. He wants you, Mirren. I hung up and immediately called my parents to tell them everything in detail. They told me to keep my phone off for the rest of the trip and use my grandmother's phone to call home. Fast forward through the rest of the trip, which went really well. We were now at the airport, and the flight attendant from our airline had just arrived to take us through security and to our gate when I noticed a man with a stroller who'd been following us since we got out of the car. I didn't pay him much attention until he stopped at the same gate that we did. When we sat down, he sat down. When we stood up, he stood up. I asked our attendant if we could board early, and she thankfully obliged. Once we were seated, I asked her if the man out there was on our flight, and she said that she had noticed him too and would inform security as soon as she left us. She came back a little later and told us that he was gone. We made it home without any other incidents, and I nearly cried when we got to our parents. I was so glad to be able to sleep in my own bed and use my own shower that I completely forgot to turn my phone back on. When I did, though, I got an alert that I had 700 missed calls from an unknown number. Seven hundred. That's when I should have gone to the police. For all I knew, this guy had killed a woman and was in my town, coming to find me. I didn't go to the police. Instead, I answered the next call I got. 
Hello? Mirren. It was a man this time. Presumably the crying man from the child's previous phone call. Maybe even the man from the airport. I should tell you that this call is being recorded. But please, how can I help you? I wasn't really recording the call. I just wanted to scare him off a bit. Oh, that's all right, Mirren. I forgive you. I don't see what you could forgive me for. I've done nothing wrong. I'll explain everything when I see you again. Meet me at your secret spot. I hung up, and my stomach dropped. How could he know where that was? How could anyone even find that spot? It was a tree at the very back of a private lawn that connected to a little pond. More so, it was mine. Why would someone do this? How could someone do this? At that, I went to the police. I showed them my call logs. I told them about the proposed meeting. I did everything that I was supposed to do. For what was probably the first time in this story, to be honest. The police went to my secret spot, and they caught him. They caught the man from the airport. My call records and anonymous testimony were used in the trial against him, and he won't be able to scare anyone else. Um, I'm going to be honest with you all. Uh, that story still um, freaks me out a lot. Um, I still don't know how that guy was able to get into contact with me, find me, or even really know me. Um, I'm capable of doing research on the topic, but I don't really want to for reasons that I hope are pretty obvious. Um, I do, however, know that he is serving a life sentence for rape, kidnap, assault and battery, endangerment of a child, and much, much more. Um, the woman in the story and her child are both alright and alive, thankfully. Um, they've both changed their names since this happened, so um, I'm not going to put in their original names or their names now just for obvious reasons um but yeah it's still kind of freaky really freaky terrifying actually so like I said I'm just I love horror and creepy things and I like reading horror stories and just creepy novels and everything but man I still sleep with the lights on just ugh well, folks, that's, uh, that's all I have for you today, but there's someone else who has some new material for you all. Our guest today uh, is Cameron and Aiden. Uh, hi. 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 <laughs> Great. Two voices from, like, a FaceTime. That's wonderful. Um, so, what's up? How are you guys? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. Yeah, that's, like, super awkward, but whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I said, what you mean? <laughs> um, so, as you guys both know, I'm Mirren. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, can I just, can you guys just tell me a little bit about yourselves? Um, really short and awkward. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I guess 
So obviously it's Cameron and Aiden. Um, do you guys want to disclose your ages? Sure. Go first. 17 years young. Aiden is 15 years young. Great. Um, do either of you work or are you both students? Student, student. <laughs> Great. Um, so now the main topic of our podcast. Do either of you have a spooky story to share? Would you like to go first there? I guess so. Okay. So first, like, what's the story about who does it involve and where does it happen? So it's about me waking up in the middle of the night. Perfect. And, um, <laughs> you remember this? <laughs> if you would like to tell the story, you're better at it. All right, all right, all right. Cameron's going to tell the story. All right, okay, okay. But Aiden was, like, borderline possessed one night. Wait, um, wait, wait. When was this? When was this? Couple years ago. Like two years years ago? Okay, okay. Uh So he was borderline possessed. Yeah, uh, basically, we used to share a room, and one night I, like, I looked over to his bed. It was like midnight, and he just sat up and started saying things. Wait, like what kind of things? Like speaking in tongues? At one point, yes, but it started (laughs) off with, um, he just said, he literally just went water and i went do you need water and he went nah i'm good g um but he was asleep okay and then later on he sat up again and just uh like grumbled oom wants to play okay and then just like started speaking gibberish and then laid back down was it like any recognizable language like French or something? No, just gibberish. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, so <laughs> was this like in a different house? Yeah, we don't live there anymore. Okay, did you have like any other experiences like that in that house? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> not, not like that. Not like that. Like a, a lot, lot happened there. A lot happened. Hold on, hold on. So, Aiden, have you ever like experienced anything like that outside of that house? Not even a little bit, no. <laughs> like, you don't sleepwalk or sleep talk or anything? No. no. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, wait, so, like, what else happened in that house? Now I'm, like, oh. interested. So, my mom has this friend, right? Yes. And Moms tend to do that. Oh, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, but she had this friend, right? And she was, like, a Wick. Like, she was part of, like, the Wiccan or whatever it is. Okay. Like, like a Cullen? Yeah, kind of okay. like that. She was like Wiccan. And so... Hey, she um, wasn't Wiccan, she was a medium. Oh, my bad. Oh, a medium. So, like, she talks to ghosts. Yeah. Great. And she, she gave us this mirror that was supposed to be, like, bless and, like, help us. No, like, mirrors are always bad. Ward, but it was, it was, like, it had, like, these things on it that were supposed to ward off evil spirits. Okay. Because my mom was very superstitious. Uh-huh. So what, when we when we moved from the house, um, my mom apparently took it off the wall, and there was like a hole behind it. No. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently, there was like a hole behind it. Oh my god! No. <laughs> and that was a- and that was after what happened. No, it really. <laughs> Wait, and like they're like there wasn't like a hole there before. No. Nope. Did you have like mice in the house? No, not even a little bit. 
No, I don't like that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> nope. No, thank you. Nope. Nope. Um, okay, so... Huh. Um... You don't like that one. I don't like that. Um, okay, so, my last question. Uh, do, do either of you have any good horror film or book recommendations or just scary things that listeners can check out? He came running. Um, he came a- running? Yes, yeah, that. Um, no, I meant like he meant like I was on the other side of the room and I ran over here. Oh, uh, oh, I thought it was a book. Okay, there is a book called The Butterfly Garden. Love it. Okay, it's about a serial killer and it is messy and amazing, and I love it. Okay, cool. Um, and now actually one of our last segments. Um, since you know I'm the biggest wuss in the entire planet earth i still sleep with the light on um (laughs) look i can't i couldn't get through like short stories by stephen king at like 9 a.m on a wednesday at at, like at school i was like (laughs) sitting in my english class surrounded by people and i couldn't read the night shift by stephen king it was just too scary for me um but i love horror and everything like that so our last segment is called happy happenings um it's sort of like the cartoons that you turn on after a horror movie okay so (laughs) um have you guys had anything great happen in the past week month i don't know it's may um um (laughs) anything happy that you've heard in the news I know that's an oxymoron, happy news, you know? Oh, no. Um, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think so, honestly. <laughs> um, I feel like there has been something. There has to. Oh, yeah, today we had a free period. I had a free period. Oh, perfect. Wow. You know, I think I was in that free period. Oh, uh, possibly. Probably. Um, <laughs> well, my happy thing for this week was my friend Anne texted me. Um, she actually, she texted in a group chat that we have with, uh, her, me, and this other Brazilian kid that she knows, um, and she texted us at, like, three o'clock in the morning the other night, and she goes, guys, I broke my big toe. And that was pretty weird, so we were just, like, whoa, Anne, what happened? Are you okay? And she said, yeah, I was really drunk. And Anne, this past year, has... And so she texted us and she said that she was going to have surgery and we were all super worried. And then, like, the next day she texted us again. She was like, I had the surgery and now I'm really high. So she was slurring her speech. She was still in the anesthetic zone. So that's my happy happening. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. So Aiden, you had a free period. Anne got drunk. Cameron, do you have anything at all? Um, I got to hang out. I've been getting to hang out with some friends that are usually away at college. Oh, wonderful. College sucks. Don't go. Don't waste your money. I plan on going. Yeah, I do too. (laughs) Not gonna lie. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much, Aiden and Cameron. Um... Thanks for listening, guys. This has been And Then the Murders Began with Mirren Rose Eckhart. So can you guys send us out with, like, a bye or something? Bye.
Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Well, folks, that's it. Thanks so much for tuning in today for the very first episode of And Then the Murders Began. And I hope you tune in next week for another episode. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at attmbpod and email your own scary stories to attmbpod at gmail.com. Very special thank you shoutouts go to Cameron and Aiden, our interviewees for this week. Um, as well as Anchor.fm, which made this whole process so, so much easier. I really, I cannot tell you guys how much I would have struggled and how much I did struggle with this before um, Anchor was recommended to me. So thank you, Anchor. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Aiden. Thank you all for listening. Um, I've been your host, Mirren Rose Eckhart. And with that, have a very spooky week.